This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Friday. Um, so we mentioned this yesterday, Jim Bowden, former GM... Uh, for a couple of teams in Major League Baseball, uh, gave the Astros a B minus for their off season. Um, we went through this late in the show yesterday, and I think you know as far as the grade goes, it was going to be really hard for the Astros to get an A. Now, Dusty Baker, as we heard earlier in the show, might have given them an A if they went and got another veteran arm. He was a little upset about that. It would have been tricky even then to say, okay, well, they replaced Verlander with Weapon X, and so A+. Plus. I, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. Right, right. And, and, and I, I think the conclusion we arrived at yesterday was the only way they were ever going to get – the only way that anybody is going to give the Astros an A for the offseason, because they're already loaded, would be if they spent way into the competitive balance tax and brought back Verlander and still signed to Brayu and, and all those other things. If Crane had sold to Jeff Bezos and Bezos had come in and said, we're not going to Mets upstage us, right. boom, and then you go out and just sign everybody. We're going to Cohen this thing. We're going to change the verb Cohen, the owner of the Mets, to Bezos. We're going to so Bezos this thing. We're a billion-dollar uh, payroll this year. Yeah, he's reportedly, uh, not to get off on a tangent, I saw the headline, he's uh, in on wanting to buy the Washington football commandos. It's, he's um, I, he's sent some people to explore it. Yeah. Yeah, like he's examining what the situation is. I feel like so that's not, happening. It's not like, he's, not like he's about to make a bid or anything. No, 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 yeah. but, he's, but, but it's you know, enough, of a, an, enough interest to where there's a headline about it, I guess. I saw, I saw, I saw a lot of people, uh, yeah, okay, we're way off on yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of people say, like, why doesn't he just buy it? Well, because like, you don't get to be a billionaire by, like, <laughs> by, by being like, well, it's just a billion, or uh, just $5 billion. That's, uh, it's yeah, also no a process. Deal. He has to get approved just, and all those other things. Like, I'll just pay cash. Yeah. I was about to you say. You want to know what you're getting in. To, I was about to know? say. I was about to go. It's not like buying something on Amazon. I'm like, oh yeah, ironically. <laughs> of course not. You'd have to uh, pay to get it promoted. The, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> right. you know, find find a way to get five thousand reviews somehow. Back yeah. to the Astros. Um. So uh. So the the, the report card was a B minus. Um. The it got me thinking yesterday, Seth, as we were as we were finishing up the show. Um. What are the 
what are the most likely we told you so's that come from people like us and Astro fans come as you know as the season rolls on or by the end of 2023 what are the things in your mind that were most likely to say see told you that's why you got a B minus you shouldn't have, you should have done this or you shouldn't have done this the, yeah um okay relying on Lance McCullers I suppose which would also be involved with I can't believe you didn't retain Verlander how do you how do you justify not retaining Verlander and the other thing would be I think if, if two of your 30 plus year old veteran free agents get injured um, or underperform then yeah. like, well, what the hell are you doing what'd you expect anyway you talking about Brantley and Abreu those yeah. two yeah um Especially Brantley, who, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but I, it's more than I thought Brantley would get coming off a shoulder injury at age 36 or whatever he is that he got. He got $12 million and he makes 16 this year. And the, the thing about that, though, is I can't see a lot of told you so's coming off of that just because it wasn't, he wasn't part of the equation, you know, last year, yeah. the second half. So it's, uh, although you could argue, obviously, that that money might be better spent elsewhere on somebody else. I agree with you on Verlander. That's on my list. The first one, the first one I thought of, and again, if this is your "I told you so," then you're living in you're living a pretty good life. But I, I could see where eleven million to Rafael Montero might feel a little rich at some yeah. point this year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if he's like one of their top three relievers. Like Presley's their closer. Brian Abreu was nails at the end of last year, and Stanek led the league in ERA last year. Uh, for relievers, so I that that one is one where, especially if it's the Montero that we got towards the end of the postseason, where he was the least trustworthy out of all those guys that, that yeah. got regular regular yeah. run. That that could be one for me. So you have um, paying for guys in their thirties. Montero's thirty two. Yeah. So it's uh, does he turn thirty three? Whatever. But I mean, he's not old yet, but he will be by three years from now. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not the whole problem is like they still there's not really a lot of room to say I told you so because if you look at the roster on paper, they still look like a team that should produce yeah, awesome. even if even accounting for injuries, yeah. you know. So I I don't think there'll be a whole lot of oh well yeah, we knew it. We knew it was going to fail. I think when people look at the ultimate demise of the Astros, they more look at it like the normal timeline of any championship team. It's going to ebb and flow. But that's why, you know, I, I did, did you see anybody give him a, a bad grade on the offseason? No, no, yeah. I admittedly haven't seen a ton of report cards. Um, you know, and BB B- minus feels feels about right for how yeah. for how I know people grade things like this. Um, here's one for you that I thought of, and this would be a good problem to have, I guess. And again, we're going through what are the possible I told you so's for the Astros for this season. Um, I could see at the end of the year. People saying, well, told you, you should have played ball with Kyle Tucker instead of going to arbitration. You, you should have, and this is assuming they don't sign Tucker to an extension, which I don't think they're going to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that if Tucker plays under this $5 million deal that he had when he wanted 7.5. And again, the reason I say this would be a good problem to have would be because under that scenario, Kyle Tucker goes and has an MVP caliber season. Right. Like if, right. if Kyle Tucker goes, you know, 30 and 30 this year, gets that OPS up into the 900s on the regular and wins another gold glove then I think we're starting to look at a future where Kyle Tucker goes the George Springer, Carlos Correa route and just plays the thing out and then goes and gets a, a an eight- or a ten-year deal from somebody else after the 2025 season. Right, but that's still the – yeah, I mean, that's that that told you so still comes a couple years down the road. Um, I guess the other – let's see. Where are the other told you so's 
with the Astros. Unless uh, people try to do this every year. I mean, they tried to do it with Altuve at the beginning of the playoffs last year. People who only check in on baseball every now and then uh, will find out that Altuve is 0 for 22. And, and they'll bring up the, well, that's a lot harder to hit the ball and you can't see what's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's it, it. And also people, I think sometimes people think he's older than he is because he's been around so long that they, they look at him as like an old guy that's just about to be on his dying face. 32, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. So people will say that if El Tube has a bad year, but it's not based in anything. It's not based in any kind of reality. I think center field is one. I like if Chaz, if the Chaz that we get isn't the Chaz that we got in the postseason. Like if it's June of 2022, Chaz, and we're mucking it along with Chaz and, and Jake Myers, I could see. And the team is doing not as good as we expect. Let me caveat that. I don't think anybody brings any I told you so's to the Astros individually if they're still winning 107 games this year. You know what I mean? Like, if they're yeah. still winning, winning is the deodorant for everything. I, I, my, my whole thing with this, if the Astros are, are in a dogfight with the Mariners and the Angels for the AL West, and we're looking at, okay, why are they backslid to where they're a 93-win team instead of a 107-win team? What are the re- I could see center field being an I told you so. Okay, um, and that is like, look, that was the one that had the most hand-wringing during the regular season, uh, center field. And that's where, again, I was, I was kind of confused that some people, I feel like people are a little too swayed by the postseason, um, it, which is what we tend to do around here, I guess, in the, in, uh, with the center field position, because uh, it wasn't that long ago that Myers was like we'd found a, we'd found the holy grail of centers, and then all of a sudden, you know, a year later, uh, people are ready to just proclaim Chaz McCormick the hero. It's just it's not settled yet. He wasn't consistent enough. Yep. Um, Ocho brings this up. He says that playoff Pena is not permanent Pena, and yeah. uh, that um, okay. So here's this Ocho. This is what I'm going to say about about Pena, is that he did. Alter his swing in September last year, and it helped him hit the curveball better. He was given, he was taking like a step. Now he just does like a little bit of a lift of a hover, um, and it gives him a little bit more time to wait on the breaking ball, and that seemed to have made a big difference. I guess the bigger concern for me with Pena is his injury history. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's he was somebody who on the uh, on the clowny scale. That's what Seth and I call the clowny scale, where you're worried about is a guy going to get up after he slides into a base or goes to the ground. Yeah, Pena and Jordan uh, are the two highest, highest, uh, highest grades on that. I am concerned every time Pena does something that involves sliding or diving. Absolutely. Oh, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Is okay? Does it end up requiring? More athleticism or more running, like more total movement out of the shortstop without the shift, because they'll still they'll still line him up right there at second base. I'm sure, and they'll put you know they'll do a, a, as much of a shift as they can get away with. They'll put a, at times um, El Tuve will be like right on the back of the dirt in yeah. the infield. They'll push it. They'll, they'll yeah. push the limit of the of the shift. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like if it if it I mean shortstop is just one of those things. Yeah, like is he going to have to is there going to be more Yeah, probably so Seth. There's going to be more space to cover. I mean, that's the goal but of they're still gonna try the shift. To shift. Yeah. They're going to shift, but only as far as they're allowed. And it's kind of like it's like it's like waiting for a baton at a uh, you know, in a right. relay race. You're right. going to like, okay, the ball is hit and then you can go yep. over if it's hit to the right side. Here's, I guess this would be my response to Ocho's text on the trailer wheel and frame uh, text page. Trailer wheel and frame. Um, 
when he says the I told you so is um, possible that uh, playoff Pena is not permanent Pena. When I think of I told you so's, really what I'm thinking of is something where you have a certain group of people saying, do this, and you got another group of people saying, do the opposite. You know, you had certain people saying, yes, bring back Verlander. And you had others who were like, no, I don't want to spend into the competitive balance tax. I don't want to give him $43 million a year. Um, you have some saying, yeah, let's roll with Chaz at center field. You have some going, man, you need to address center field. My thing with Pena is, yeah, he might not be, like playoff Pena might not be a permanent thing, but nobody's saying replace Jeremy Pena. You know, yeah. no one's saying, like, you got to find a different solution at shortstop. You got to do something different. I think most people, most Astros people are like, Pena is the guy. Pena is, you know, maybe a future star. Bat him in the two hole. Let's roll. I get what you're saying. Like, we, yeah, we, that we could very well get into next season and it's July and Pena's got a 761 OPS yeah. where he was over a thousand in the postseason last year. But you're not, he's the shortstop for this team for the next six years. Like, that's, that is what it is. You know what I got to look into in the rule book, Sean? I'm looking at the dimensions of the field right now. In the rule book, and Major League Baseball is awful about updating its rule book. Like you'll go on there, and those, especially like some of the COVID rules, are still aren't. When you go online to like MLB.com, they won't have certain portions updated. Are they, are going to people? I don't see any actual regulations about actual how much dirt they're supposed to be. There's oh, got to the be infield? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a regulation infield. Yeah, yeah. I just there's I don't... a regulation dimensions with base. Like yeah, there's regulation. For the bases and the foul lines and everything, I think but, there's a I think there's a radius from the mound that the uh, that the infield. That the dirt is Why are you are you worried about are you are you worried about uh, some teams treating the infield like they treat the outfield, like dimensions? Yeah. You know, yeah. hey. I'm not worried about it. I'm looking forward to it. Is uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to an Astro, the Astros having a uh, dirt that extends five like feet 50 longer feet on into the uh, yeah. <laughs> Cheaters. Wouldn't okay, be so it's there. a radius from the pitcher's mouth. I, I believe so. Someone okay. will text us with that information. Yeah. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Friday. We are headed to spring training, brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere, which Seth has been browsing during the break. I am. I'm going to get a flail mower. I'm going to go talk to the guys at Shoppa's about a flail mower. What's a flail mower? A flail mower is like, um, it's like an arm. It's like a, a mower that you go off the back of a tractor that's good for... Um, uh, like mowing banks and stuff. Oh, okay. Because it'll it the can high go up. grass. Yeah, yeah. You might see the highway uh, crews using it. That's what they yeah. use. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Anything well, else? Not, not necessarily high grass, but just a bank. Like so, it can go. Oh. You can, you don't want to be riding your mower at like a fifty degree angle. Sure. But you could have your flail mower do it. Be quite the visual. Yeah. <laughs> riding that. Um, how much does a good flail mower go for these days? Uh, I think about like. So for my purposes, yes, like I think like three thousand dollars. Oh wow! Now you can get my 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 brother in law is a golf course superintendent. Sometimes I go over and he lets me ride his machines. Really? But those things are those things are like sixty grand. But oh, I could yeah. mow my I could mow my lawn in like three minutes. It's worth the time. I feel <laughs> what I keep telling Brandy is that if you factor in you know the time spent mowing versus me spending sixty thousand dollars on this mower with three decks in front of it, right? Uh, I feel like it all balances out. And oh, by the way, now we have a putting green, Brandy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three nine seven five on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Who's the platoon infielder this year to spell Altuve and Pena? Uh, the Diaz, so to speak. Um, Mauricio Dubon is still on this team. Uh, David Hensley, I believe, will have a platoon role of some sort with this team. But there isn't, uh, yeah, I don't, Dubon is the closest thing to it. Dubon played some center field for them. He can play the infield positions. Um, but Diaz, you know, Diaz and Marwin before him were 
super duper Swiss Army knife. You know, uh, yeah. could play any infield position, short of first base maybe, uh, and and play a little bit of the outfield. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess Dubon is the closest thing to that guy. The other one too. I feel. I feel like I'm the only. <laughs> I've been watching with such anger through the years as Keith Law and others would keep listing Forrest Whitley as the Astros' top prospect. And I, I, so I'm torn where there's a part of me that just wants to be like, you see, you sons of bitches. Excuse my language, kids. Don't ever use that language again, especially when talking about sports writers. My God. There's saints on this earth. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there's part of me that's like, okay, let's make this the year. It's either, it either happens or it doesn't, Forrest Whitley. And if Forrest Whitley works out and he ends up being in contention for a Cy Young and a Rookie of the Year, I will be the first one to say I believed in him all the time. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. He is 25 years old. <laughs> like he was, he's drafted out of high school by the Astros. Well, you know, like, Jer- like Jerry Pena wasn't a top 100 prospect headed into even last year, right? Two years ago, he wasn't. But he yeah. was definitely he was definitely not as celebrated as he. As early on, you could tell he should have been. Like this yeah. isn't even a this isn't even a take a look at the postseason thing. Like this is a take a look at the first month of last season thing. Like oh yeah, they did they the experts did not have the right uh, their compass was off on this guy. I'm paying yeah. you. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Friday seven one three five seven two four six ten trailer wheel and frame text page. We head into the seven o'clock hour. Brooks Cabina will be in studio with us at about seven twenty ish here. Houston Chronicle will get his thoughts. Uh, the combine starting next week, uh, so the Texans are going to obviously be one of the big stories there. In fact, let's let's uh, let's start to get you ready for that. What are the most intriguing parts of next week? What are the things you need to circle on your calendar for next week at the combine if you're a Texans fan? I've got a list of about four or five things that I will be keeping an eye on as we are down at spring training in West Palm Beach. I'll be keeping one eye on Indianapolis for these four things. That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 